It's your boy Dreams from the Notorious Mass Effect. Ever wanted to turn your spare change into thousands of dollars? Well, that's where Acorns comes in. Acorns is a micro-investing platform that does the saving and investing for you. You simply link a credit or debit card, and after each purchase, Acorns will automatically round up the amount you spent to the nearest dollar. Then, it will take that change, no matter how small the amount, and funnel it into your investment portfolio that's tailor-made for you. There are no deposit or account minimums to maintain, no commission fees, and no penalties when withdrawing funds. Download the Acorns app on your mobile app store to start turning your spare change into generational wealth today. Mass Effect Podcast. I am a hip-hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of R&B mixed in. For episode 43, we're going to be getting into Young Dolph and Key Glock, Dumb and Dumber 2, Rod Wave, Soulfly, Microsoft and Discord, and ending with NF Clouds. But before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as that helps the show overall. Also, make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Now that we got the intro out of the way, let's switch it up and get into Young Dolph and Key Glock Dumb and Dumber 2. Okay, getting into Young Dolph and Key Glock. The names alone kind of goes with the title as the title is Dumb and Dumber 2. And the names are Young Dolph and Key Glock. Now, for those that don't know what a Young Dolph is, 
I think we're all in the same boat as I have no idea what that is either. Either, And his partner, Key Glock, is a name that one part of it is selling something and the other part is basically shooting something. So it's like, I don't know where he was going with that. I don't know where his, where his intentions were with the whole Key Glock, but I don't think there was the, the highest of intentions as this is very um, aggressive rapper name, but... I don't know, I guess it fits the genre as Dumb and Dumber 2 is one of those independent type projects because if you don't know, these two are connected to the paper route Honcho and this is their sequel collab tape as they dropped their f first Dumb and Dumber, I think 2019 and that peaked on the number 8 on the Billboard 200 char charts. And it was just them two on on a collab tape. So obviously they've they had some success with their joint album and they decided to go again with the sequel. Young Dolph, I'm pretty familiar with with the whole hundred shot situation of him and I think either YG or there was another guy he was going back and forth with. But basically it was it was a lot of tension and it, it built built up to the point where they were shooting at his vehicle and the notoriously bulletproof vehicle left him unharmed and he came out with the track 100 shots which i think is a classic actually getting into the more recent music dumb and dumber 2 is more of like uh it's more of a braggadocious type album not really a, co a cohesive type project there's not too many life stories going on in between the album it's a lot of shoot them, kill, and get a lot of money, and 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 be with a lot of women type album. So it's it's not the most substance that you're gonna get out of an album. But if you know anything about Young Dolph, you know he's famous for his ad libs and Key Glock too, to some, to some, um, I don't know, to some degree. But anyways, with the whole album, it's not too much substance. But with the beat selection and the vocal, not range, but just the vocal performance from both Young Dolph and Key Glock, they've they've copied, not copyrighted, but they've I don't know, the, the type of style that they go with is very patented like it's a very unique style that a lot of up and coming rappers try to mimic and take for themselves it's just that braggadocious type rap flow but instead of the Migos it, it's more of like a a one tone type delivery like it's not too many flows with young dolphin key glock and when i hear that type of music i i feel like the the beat production is what makes it go more than the actual production more than the actual performance and i know that's probably not popular to say with the young doll fans but for me, these type of rappers who don't have too many flows in their arsenal kind of get carried by how good the production is. And I only say that about a few number of rappers. Like, I think I said that about Playboy Cardi, which he has, I feel like he has more flows than Young Dolph and Key Glock, but that's because he's more in the ex experimental phase of his career where he's trying out different flows to go with different beats. And, and it's kind of like the Uzi, but not like he's like that i don't want to like disrespect him but he's kind of like the great value uzi to some sort with young dolph and key glock you know what you're getting from a project from them so it's the more 
same old flow, which they don't get as much flack for as the baby does for some reason. Maybe because the baby's on a higher level, but I still feel like that's a little unfair and people pick and choose which artists they want to say they only have one flow. But anyways, with this sequel, it's a 20, I think it's a 20 track album. Yes, it's a 20 track album. A lot of the tracks are doing pretty well. I don't know the sales on it just yet. I definitely know the sales for Rod Wave. We're going to get into that in a second. Like he... Yeah, we're going to get to him. Definitely. This whole uh, podcast is, is named after him for a reason. And that's because he put up some he put up some numbers that's going to be hard for any artist to top. Except for like the top three rappers. But like that's like the 0.1%. So with Young Dolph and Key Glock, they're more independent. So whatever numbers they do, it, it's still impressive because they still do numbers, but not the type of numbers that they would do if they had a machine behind them. Because if you actually go to the the credits of the album i think it's like paper route so it's like their own label which is pretty nice to say that like imagine doing numbers and only and actually being independent so a lot of these in a lot of these artists try to act like they're independent but they're really not like most famously uh chance the rapper <laughs> with the whole rollout that he did with coloring book that he swear was independent even though it was exclusive on Alp on apple for for like a day or two so the dumb and dumber is um they don't have i don't like how i don't like how spotify doesn't put the credits so like i go to spotify on my laptop and it doesn't even show me the credits so i had to go to it on my phone because the, the whole format for a laptop is kind of weird but so Dumb and Dumber 2 is produced by Paper Route Empire, which I believe is Young Dolph's label, which means that he's basically independent. That's kind of like the biggest way to find out if somebody's independent. They will it will say their name and then license for some big record label like Republic or something like that. So that's how and it's at the bottom of the credits on Spotify. So that's how to always figure out if a if an artist has a machine behind them or not and even if they do have a machine behind them like i know ddg was signed as i think atlantic or some uh, under label of atlantic or whatever and he still didn't get the numbers that most rappers in, in this genre get but because he's a youtuber first he kind of gets more slack and leeway getting into the actual album though and what i thought about the album i thought the album was album was pretty solid um as far as the track list like i said this isn't a cohesive project it, it, it's a lot of the same flow over different production a lot of the, the the let the band play type production throughout this album and it starts off with a track that i didn't really care for too much called penguins and i would play some of the snippets from the album but of course we try to keep this album with not album we try to keep this podcast pg just a little bit (laughs) because um yeah that's how you like affect the masses (laughs) well did i say that right affect the masses i don't know i tried to coin a catchphrase but anyways i don't know if i said it right i think i did basically this podcast is pg for a reason and that's to affect the masses and to to get it out to people who otherwise wouldn't be able to listen to it there would be like an age restriction or something if i play like explicit but anyways 
um with dumb and dumber 2 the clean versions aren't out on youtube as of right now me making this podcast so i'm just gonna talk about the tracks i like and there was some standouts for me like on the album i didn't think this was the greatest project from them i like the first one better but i still do think that this album was pretty fire as young Dolph and key glock even though they have the same pattern and flow they sometimes catch a pocket when they pick the right beats so with penguins i didn't care too much for track number two what you see is what you get i it, it was solid to me at, at the most uh track number three is when it started to pick up for me i thought this track was pretty fire and this was young Dolph and key glock okay because some of these are just young Dolph and some of these are key glock so i have to look at the credits sometimes with aspen is both of them on the track and i think that that was a standout and that's what made me feel like okay this whole album's not just gonna be just trash but not trash that's that's a pretty strong word it's not gonna be mediocre so track number three aspen was a standout to me and glock we trust by key glock i thought that was a pretty fire track and that was one of that was another one of my standouts that made me like the uh that made me get more invested into the album then we got into track number five with cheat code um cheat code was more of like um it was okay it wasn't too much but it was a good uh, it was a good like segue into track number six which is coordinate by young Dolph himself self so in glock we trust was by key glock himself and coordinate was by young Dolph himself so and i like coordinate a lot um off the album like i thought this was a standout on the album too so already i've picked a standout that was from key glock and the standout that was from young Dolph. so you know these rappers are very comfortable with the flow and it really just depends for me on what type of production they choose to go with even though let's the blend let the band play is a great producer at the same time it's like which i don't even know if that's his name that, that's his little catchphrase that he puts at the beginning of the tracks but i don't know his actual name so that's what i'm gonna call it uh, so with the young Dolph and key glock they can obviously stand on their own but coming together they they do more numbers which is not always the case with certain artists track number seven i'm the type by key glock i thought that was pretty solid track number eight case closed I thought that was okay. Uh, track number nine, I can show you by Key Glock. This is kind of when we get into the mediocre type realm that I was talking about with them. I didn't really care too much for any of these tracks. Track number ten, Rain Rain. I mean, what type of title is that? <laughs> track number <laughs> track number eleven, something else. That's something else, and not in a good way. Uh, track number twelve, Yeah Yeah by Young Dolph, which is basically his famous ad lib. So you could tell that i mean i feel like throughout the process they of making this album they just ran out of title names and just started putting whatever like they put yeah yeah like young Dolph's ad lib as a title for, for a track like it just feels like they were just mailing it in kind of 13 buddy love was mediocre 14 nintendo by key glock it was good but not a standout and then we get to track number 15 which i felt like they picked it up a little bit coming back together with this sleep with the roaches i thought that track was pretty nice and it was kind of t talking about the childhood but at the same time really not too much substance they didn't dive too deep on it i know young Dolph uh kind of had roaches in his verse but not to the point which not it doesn't have to be roaches throughout his whole verse but the whole delivery wasn't to the point where it was like oh he's just rapping rapping like no it was just it, it was okay track number 16 move around by key glock i thought that was okay um 
track number 17, Hashtag by Young Dolph. Still mediocre. Track number 18, Pot of Gold. I thought that was, I thought that was pretty good. I thought Pot of Gold was pretty good. Track number 19, A Goat and a Dolphin. Like, what is that? Like, come on, like. Anyways, track number 20, Dumbest and the Dumbest. Like, like if, if you don't, if you really don't, if you can never tell as a, like a regular consumer that an artist is mailing something in and this should just show you that like artists really just be picking like i feel like they go through a generator and they they put in a word and whatever comes after that that's the title like who, who told them to put penguins at the at the at the start of their collab tape like like sometimes these titles make me feel like does these rappers even care about music like do they just do this for the check because they're independent. Oh, I had to move my foot. So they're they're, in, <laughs> they're independent, but at the same time, like I would feel like they need to care a little bit more about the quality. As this just feels like another, not another. I really like Dumb and Dumber, the first one. But this sequel feels like just a mail-in attempt on capitalizing on the success that the first one had. And I don't see too much improvement from the first one to the second one. And to be honest, I see a decline. So, um, Dumb and Dumber 2, the, the way that I reviewed it, you would think that this is the worst project ever. But I would listen to it. I would recommend you listen to it if you was a Young Dolphin Key Glock fan. Because I like artists who have multiple flows. But for those who just love that specific patented flow that they they have mastered at this point then i think it's worth checking out and so my overall favorite track off of this album would, ha would have to be in glock we trust by key glock because i mean i think that's a clever title name because his name is actually key glock and it's called in glock we trust so it has a it has some type of double entendre to it but it's not too deep at the same time like if young Dolph had a in Dolph we trust like it, it would have been it would have been weird because like dolphins are kind of smart like who you can't really trust them like they may try to anyways yeah that's all I have for the album like I can't even like I can't I, I don't even because I don't want to say I don't want to give a review that makes this album seem like it's trash but at the same time it didn't do anything for me like it was just mediocre throughout the whole thing and then I found four standouts and it was that was it it was just like okay there's another product uh another product from key glock and young Dolph, which i'm not mad at but at the same time i wish they would care a little bit more and produce more quality content and maybe give us a more of an in, uh insight into their life so we have something to to pull out of the album you know it's, i didn't get anything out of this album so yeah that was unfortunate but uh, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Young Dolph and Key Glock's Dumb and Dumber 2? And do you think Dumb and Dumber 2 is better than the original Dumb and Dumber? So hopefully that made sense to y'all. <laughs> that question. And just let me know on one of my social medias. You know you can click my link tree as I always try to let y'all know y'all can do. And we're going to switch it up and get into what most people want to hear about is Rod Wave Soulfly. Okay, getting into Rod Wave Soulfly. Now, this is the type of music that I've kind of been waiting for because 
when artists like Drake say they're gonna drop, I don't like bringing Drake into every popular like mainstream release, but whenever a main big artist like Drake says he's gonna drop in a month, like usually no other big artist drops because they're scared of getting overshadowed by basically the the most accolade, the most achieving rapper in history, like the most achievements ever gained by one rap artist ever it's kind of hard to compete with that so a lot of labels try to discourage the their top producers and, and top money makers money makers from from competing with a artist like that even though bruno mars and anderson pack may end up dropping on the same day as drake but they're in two different fear uh fields in my opinion so this is not about them though this is about rod wave and so let's get into one of the best albums of the year in, in my opinion right now as he, he's produced something that no other artist has really produced in it like that i've seen that that's dropped and he's dropped something that's very substance heavy throughout the whole album like it, it's very A lot of talent on display there was a lot of talent on display display throughout this whole album and it, it was really undeniable actually because when i first heard about rod wave i thought he was more of like a rapper i thought he looked like like if you just look at rod wave you you would think that that he would come on a track like biggie and just start rapping like uh <laughs> wait, wait, wait uh what would uh, Biggie say? He says Sega Genesis. When I was just this young, I never pictured this. Like you would thought Rod Wave would have came on like that. Like he would have made the new version, like PS5 and Xbox Series X. When I, well, I'm not gonna give a little bar, but anyways, you you get the point. <laughs> I thought Rod Wave was gonna come on here rapping like Biggie, and then to my to my surprise, to my pleasant surprise, he was on the he was on every track singing like singing singing like. You would have thought you went into like church service the way he was singing. It was very, it was a very interesting and pleasant surprise that I was not expecting at all. So Rod Wave has put out a new soft, well, he put out what they're calling a sophomore album. Even though if you go to Spotify and go to his discog, there's a lot of albums in there. But you know how they are when you sign to a big label. They, they start to say that this is your freshman and sophomore album, even though you've been putting out music since like, how long has Rod Wave been putting? Rod Wave has been putting out music for a little bit. So for this to be a sophomore album, and you know how I feel about those. Like, I feel like they just be lying to us for no reason. Like, rappers are really professionalized. So Rod Wave has been in the game for since, well, he, he put out his first album on DSPs in 2018. And it's 2021. So, uh, yeah, do of that what you will. He's put out four projects since then. Soulfly, Pray for Love, Ghetto Gospel, PTSD, Hunger Games 3, and Hunger Games 2. So he's put out one, two, three, four, five. He's put out five albums. And they're saying that this is his sophomore album. So you just know how the industry loves to spin things. So anyways, getting into his actual quality of the album. He came out with his first single called Street Runner, which I thought that was fire. Like when I heard that, I was like, okay, he's coming with he's coming with some heat. Like he's not playing around at all. And the way he was singing, he was back in his bag that not too many people could probably get into. Because the way that he the way that he performs 
like vocally it actually takes some effort and, and quality and, and some time to perfect like it, you can't just go in the booth and be like okay i want a rod wave type beat and then the producer's gonna be like well you're gonna sing like rod wave and the answer eight times out of ten will be no <laughs> so rod wave actually has undeniable talent which i think shines th- throughout this whole album um the only thing i didn't like about street runner was the 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 phone call at the end i thought that was completely like i thought that was so unrealistic like you ever had a girl like call you and say that you don't have to answer because your voice on the voicemail was enough like that is never like that is so unrealistic like imagine a girl calling you and then saying and then leaving a voicemail thanking you for your voicemail so she could hear your voice and you don't have to call back like that was the weirdest thing ever but anyways that's a nitpick for me i really like this entire album and I, I have this on my list right now as one of the best albums of 2021. But, and also, Rod Wave does numbers as his last album, Pray For Love. I think that dropped in like April or something, like last April. Um, and it came out with a deluxe. And that had a little baby on it. I think the deluxe had, either the deluxe or the actual, I don't know which one, the deluxe. I think the deluxe had a little baby on it because I know he remixed the Rags for Riches song, which which was amazing in my opinion. Like Lil Baby came with it. But that was a collab that definitely uh what they say fed the streets that the streets needed, the streets were waiting for. Like that was a nice collab. That was one of the best collabs I think of last year. Um, so with the whole album, getting into the actual soul fly that we already talked about his last album, topping, going to number four on Billboard 200. We're gonna get into his actual sales right now as Soulfly is, is not doing too bad itself with his first week sales being project, projected to move over 150,000 units in the first week, which is insane in the midst of a pandemic. Even though we're on the back end of it, it it's still like weird when you see rappers actually meeting sales projections because for those that don't know rappers are out here flopping like they are like they are out here flopping like there's a reason rappers aren't dropping and i'm not just talking about kendrick's and the drakes i'm talking about the ones that literally need a hit to, to keep the lights on and they're they're out here flopping like just look at Lil yachty's album when he dropped at the beginning of the pandemic like that album did perform terrible in the worst timing ever because one of the worst pandemics in like the world and well i don't know i don't know too. i think it's one of the worst pandemics ever because there's a lot of people who died from it and they they compare the number to like a word that we had back, back in the day so i'm pretty sure that the i'm pretty sure the covid pandemic is up there as one of the top pandemics ever and Lil yachty dropped dropped right at the beginning of it and flopped like pretty badly but it, it with the with the pandemic it's kind of like people excuse that because it's like okay well it's a pandemic like how much sales can you really do when people are trying to survive but at the on the other hand they still like the the label don't care like they look at the number they look at you and they're like okay your budget is going way down so i i feel sorry for Lil yachty for that but getting back into an actual artist who is thriving in this pandemic which coined the freight he didn't coin the phrase Phrase, but he's definitely carrying it called a uh, pandemic one of the one of my favorite phrases throughout this pandemic because i can relate to that a little bit but anyways <laughs> rod wave with um is definitely in the pandemic portion of the of this uh covid stretch as 
his sales he had like 4,000 traditional album sales which is not normal at all like he, he must have an older uh not older fan base but he must have more older fans than in other rappers because most sales for rappers come from streams which most of his did but to have 4,000 sold copies that people went out and bought physical like copies is just insane so with, with Soulfly, it spans like 19 tracks with only one feature by a Chicago artist called Polo G that a lot of people should know. But if you don't, Polo G is pretty solid in my opinion. And I think that he's one of those that doesn't really have too many flows. But when he does catch a pocket, he, he catches up. He, 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 he really starts going. And Rod Wave kind of gave more insight onto this feature because he... he he really wasn't going to put a feature that he said he said that in the interview he wasn't going to have any features on this album but he bumped into polo g at a jewelry store at all places and then he was like he, he didn't want to be rude and then they was just they just said they both like thought each other was fire and then and that's when the track happened so yeah it was just it was very generic and well not generic it, it was very genuine in, in the way that this came about so broadway wasn't looking for a feature he was looking for another j cole type project where it was just him and no one else but polo g like i guess they kind of vowed that they was just like well we got to make music together now because we actually both listen to each other's music and think it's both fire so it makes sense anyways Getting into my own personal opinion about the album. I think that this album was, I'm going to keep saying it over and over, one of the best albums of this year. As it's one of the top performing albums. But sales don't always mean quality. And you see that with a couple artists in the past. But with Rod Wave having the biggest hip-hop debuting album of 2021. Then I think that it's safe to say that he delivered on the sales aspect and it's is very nice to say that as i feel like the quality was just at, like i feel like the quality was on the same level like it, it wasn't one of those that he was just no substance and like if another if that album that I just got through talking about i kind of want to throw it out there but if you listen to the whole podcast you know what i'm talking about if that album sold as much as rod wave did and rod wave sold as much as that album's gonna do i'll be kind of disappointed because it'll be like substance is not winning substance is still not what people are looking for but with rod wave actually selling the, the way that he did i'm i'm happy for that as the the people who are putting out substance are still on top and that's nice to see with the hip-hop genre so yeah, track number one, getting into Soulfly. This is the actual title of the album, so you know that he was gonna come hard with that first track on the album, and he definitely did. As he caught a pocket, he caught his usual pocket that you, he catches when he starts singing and and going with the bridge into the chorus, and he does this thing that Juice World did a lot, where he could do a chorus. And then through the mid, the middle of the song, he would do something else that you would think is the chorus, but it's actually the bridge going into the chorus. But it sounds so good that it's like another catchy tune, another catchy four bar delivery that could be the actual chorus. Hopefully that makes sense for people. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I get like really into how the structure of hit songs are made. And then I just start talking about like how I feel like he came about the track, but Rod Wave is one of those that 
sparks interest in like people like me because I like artists who can create the vibe. And I say that all the time and I try to define what I mean by that. A lot of artists go into the studio and need help, writers, vocal art, like vocal like help, like etc. But with Rod Wave, seeing him, um, you know, some artists put out like little videos of them putting this together songs in front of fans, like Tory Lanez did it one time, Juice World did it all the time, like all the time. Rod Wave, I think, did it once, and he thing like he does on the actual track, which I put a lot of credence into that. I think that's the right word, credence. Um, I'm not even gonna look it up. Y'all just got to tell me. <laughs> but uh, Rod Wave put something. And into the basically he was doing the track and then he puts a chorus into there and he was like run that back and he did it again and it was a very it was a very um natural flow that he created and it was it was basically just him so i like i like when artists can do that because it, it tells me that they're the talent and they're not having writers behind them telling them what to say like he he knows like how to Put together songs and i always like that because whenever you're the artist with the talent then they always have to come back to you like you can go wherever and and do and perform but if they go away from you then it's not the same so that's what i like about broadway anyways i think that was a long tangent going on so fly you could probably tell i really enjoyed this album um getting into track number two gone to gone to november that chorus was one of my favorites because it was very heartfelt and i think rod wave is like in a serious like relationship like committed relationship and the way he sings on these heart is another like it's another like similarity to to juice world and i don't like keep bringing up juice world but it's like they both sing even though rod wave sings way better i'm not saying juice world's on this level i'm just saying they both sing in the choruses and about heartbreak but they were both in serious committed relationships like juice world was in a serious relationship when he made um when he made shadows in my the, the shadows in my room song so it was like how do you make something like that and you're in like a serious relationship like i don't i don't understand like where where is that pain coming from <laughs> this man's a serious relationship talking about he sees shadows in his room but anyways Rod Wave kind of had that uh, Gone to November vibe, and, and that, that, I thought that was pretty nice. So, track number three, Blame on You. Um, of course, it, it was just infectious, the, the way that his chorus, like, plays out. And, and his performance on each one of these tracks is very unique. And sometimes you could fall into the, oh, he's saying the same thing because of the production. Because it's a, it's a lot of the same producer over this album which i'm not the biggest fan of i like having different producers to give you to take you out of your comfort zone and and, and make you maybe produce something that you never thought you could but with this i thought it fit him perfectly i, I really like blame on you so and then we get into track number four which is one of my standouts on this album and one of my favorites because i just love the radio i don't know where this sample came from from the radio interview but whoever was talking talking throughout this whole radio interview was speaking nothing but facts like he was just this is how i be feeling when i, I review albums like i just did the other album i kind of want to keep i don't want to say the name because like you can either go back to it or if you actually listen to the episode you know what i'm talking about but that album that, that what that guy was saying which i'm gonna play the snippet but what he was saying is how i was feeling about that album like 
some of these you just don't get any substance out of it and then the way that rod wave came on and it was just like it was basically like i'm here and i'm the answer and i'm the one i'm the one that y'all been waiting on so it, it, it was very nice to see that somebody with substance was coming through in the clutch but here is uh don't forget by rod by rod wave and you can hear that right now it just seemed like you real angry you know why i'm mad let me tell you why i'm mad i'm mad because everybody on these records lying everybody lying everybody's this big e-boy everybody be hardcore gangsters everybody gonna do this to each other when they see each other and the truth be told we too blessed to be having too much money in this rap game to be going to war with each other and don't you ever get it twisted yeah you don't get from my Take a minute, go to the beginning. When we was grinding, I was minding my own business. Now all these yeah. think it's great to go state their opinion. He died the house, but y'all were grinding, saving every penny. He died the house, I had my own house that same December. Ain't do no hating, I was waiting, patiently to get it. So let my cousin use the kitchen, cook a half a chicken. That's a half a block, he cut a thousand rocks in 30 minutes. Now that I'm straight, it's like they hate to see it. Try to ask him for to be realistic. Now that I'm up, they try their hardest just to break a n- Say what you want, but on my soul, I ain't changing. Can't shake the hood, cause Hollywood, not like where I'm from. Still love the hood, but they hate it when that cheddar come. Rod crashed the vet, but he came back in a better one. Rod fist the vet, nah, dog, this here the second one. Nah, dog, this here the second one. Nah, dog, this was next to come. You can tell that that man can sing. <laughs> like that man can sing. <laughs> you ever listen to somebody sing and you're just like, oh, okay, you can, oh, you can sing, sing. Like you're not just, you're not just got, you don't have like one or two notes you can hit. Like you can sing. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what I got of this whole album. But don't forget, is one of my standouts, and I think even Rod Wave like this track as. It was a four minute and nine second song, and I don't know if you noticed, but I think that's like the, the longest song on this album. So he he was feeling the vibe too. Which, to, to be fair, the radio sample at the beginning, which I love, I, I like. I usually I don't like long intros, but like I feel like that man was preaching. But <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, that that was a that was a long track that he put together, and, and I enjoyed every second of it. So I like tracks like that that could be really long but still you when you listen to it it feels it doesn't feel that long it's kind of like with the movie when the movie is long but it doesn't feel that long like because you're enjoying it it's the same like concept as time flies when you're having fun and that's how i felt listening to this album so yeah track number five tombstone now this track 
was another standout to me okay not a standout because i don't have a snippet for it so i can't say that but i thought that like this this whole i could really pick any of the three tracks because i only do three just to keep it fair with all the other albums but i really could have picked any of these tracks to to put a, a snippet for and it was hard picking out only three but you know i, I had to as like just to keep it fair but anyways tombstone is, is just an amazing track track number six all i got yeah he, he really slowed it down on this one really get into his his vocal performance and and just he delivered on that one and then track number seven is the one with the only feature with uh polo g called richer and the my favorite track and my favorite part about this track is when he kept saying what else like i was just <laughs> whenever he was on the chorus and he, and he was singing and then he'd be like what else and then he, he would go again and then he would say what else and then like the whole ad lib with the with the chorus it was just like that that he, he was going crazy like i don't know if he if he sent that over pro tools to polo g or if polo g watched him do it live but Polo G was probably watching like in awe. Like he was like, yeah, I can't do that at all. Like Polo G gave his verse and I, I didn't think it was nothing outstanding. Like I thought it was okay. Definitely not on uh, Broadway's level. Like it, it was the, the, ver the verse that Polo G gave, like I don't want to say mailed in because the way that Broadway said they made this the, the track, it didn't seem like it was put together by labels. But the way that they were genuine and they met at a, at a store, it, it was kind of like, you would thought Polo G would come harder, and that's all I have to say. Like maybe people love Polo G's verse. For me, it didn't, it wasn't too much of a standout, and I really felt like Rod Wave could have had a whole album with just himself, the way that he was singing on this album, and the different topics that he was going into. Like it, that was, yeah, that was like he got into some real things. But I, I'm gonna get into that in a second. Uh, track number eight, Street Runner, which was the single for the album. So of course, that was probably the highest single, like numbers wise that attributed to the, the main sales because you know what a single comes out has more time to build up the sales to, to boost the overall sales with the album so street runner was definitely that track as uh he picked out a single and i really feel like it was easy for him to pick out a single as all of these tracks was amazing track number nine pills and bills that was a, a great chorus and and this the simplicity of it but the message of it which is really real and I just I like that like I actually like when when the substance and, and what I'm getting out of tracks track number 10 how the game go he really got into it with this like this is one of them where you have to look at the lyrics breakdown because he, he was going into some pretty deep stuff and in the way that he was uh, breaking it down it was very uh nice to listen to like it, it, it was nice it was it was a very uh pleasant package that he put some real advice into track number 11 shocked the world that chorus was amazing um his verses his verses are amazing too i don't want to just seem like it's just his court choruses that are, that grabs me like his, his verses he really gets into his rapping bag at times and not really rapping it's, it's more of like the the I keep comparing him to Juice World because they do the same singing, rapping type lane where he's not technically rapping. He's still singing, but he's still giving some some bars at the same time. So, um, track number twelve, "What's Love." I thought that track was pretty great. Not pretty great. I thought that track was great. And then that get and then "What's Love" went into what I think is the best track on the album. Track number thirteen, "OMDB," which means "Over My Dead Body." 
going off of the classic sample of the Over My Dead Body from, um, I definitely need to know this because this is my favorite sample of all time. Because I remember when Drake did the sample, he, he did this sample justice too. But yeah, they both like, I'm not going to compare the two with God Wave and Drake because I, I feel like it, it would have to go to Drake. But, um, okay, so Over My Dead Body was made, the samples, uh, take care, by Drake, Canadian singer, songwriter, Chantel, I can't, I can't even pronounce that, what is that? Chantel, Canadian singer songwriter Chantel Crevias Luke. Yeah, that's a name I cannot pronounce at all. That that's definitely not a US name. <laughs> but anyways, Chantel is the one who's who sang over um or Drake's the one who, who sung over Chantel's original Over My Dead Body. <clears throat> and that track was amazing when I always go back to that one. I was like, wow, like Drake really liked this track so much that he, he he had to like, like he had to sing over it basically because he loves singing over classic samples. It, it's something that Drake notoriously does for for sales. So um, for Rod Wave, it, it's it's different because he's singing the the chorus with no sample at all. It's just you know it's a sample because if if you listen to Chantel, then you you've heard it before and it's kind of like people who haven't samples is one of the biggest reasons why people do numbers is it's the nostalgia factor is always undefeated and i think that's why this is my favorite track off of the album because the way that he came on it and just did it justice because you could try to capture a classic sample and and, and try your best to do it justice but not all artists have the capabilities and the vocal range to actually do it and i feel like he pulled off this sample effortlessly and 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 really it, it was just it was great to hear actually because i thought this was just amazing so uh this is what i think is the my favorite track on the album which makes which for people who listen to the whole episode probably heard it at the beginning and that was the track i was playing so now we're gonna pick up from that and then play his verse and we're gonna go in i'm gonna let it rock for a little bit but this is over my dead body by rod wave the mirror and it blows me out of all the is out of trenches god chose me i got a city on my back and the city told me no matter the pressure or the stress won't be for me so much that come with being famous you could drive you crazy go check the drugs my brother taking he's a loser naked how the hell you going till now i sold my soul to say that just how red is for that my town to make somebody grab him and pitch him please this ain't a dream I had to pause it there. That's what I was talking about. What where I was like substance, like that's a real that that's something he talked about in the interview. Like his his cousins and his family troubles that he r ran into when he became famous. Like they just switched on him and started spreading lies about him, basically to his other family members to make him seem like the bad guy because just out of just pure jealousy, really and. That's the things I like to hear in artists' music. Like, give us a story that's real and something 
that if you're asked about it's not just oh i just thought about it in the studio like no this backstory this is like something i'm really going through and i put it in the track for people to listen to and enjoy so that's what i talk about when i'm talking about quality music and i'm, a, I'm just gonna play that back so y'all can hear it again but i i really like that how he put that family troubles in the midst of a what i think is gonna be a hit song so i'm gonna I'm run it back so y'all can hear it again Stay off the inside. Yeah. I don't have you famous. You could die. No matter the pressure or the stress, won't be the fool me. So much that come with being famous. You could die you're crazy. Go check the drugs my brother taking. He's hallucinating. I don't have you going till now. I sold my soul to Satan. That's just how red it is for that my town to make. Somebody grab him and picture, please. This ain't a dream. Stay off the internet, king. This life ain't what it seems. Call the blogs and the memes. I done laughing at me. I just woke up six million plus on my way overseas. I remember five. Shows. I hit the road for these. Now I get a hundred an occasion in a quarantine. We used to be the underdog, but now we standing tall. The stage collapsing, the only time you'll see me. It's all ahead of me. It was already two years ahead of me. I got a reaching out for. Okay, this is the last time I'm gonna pause it. That stage falling thing was the funniest video I've seen in a while. <laughs> I don't know if you could, okay, you could look this up, Rod Wave stage falling, but the jokes were flying, because, you know, it's no secret that Rod Wave, I mean, more on the plus sides on the, on the, uh, spectrum, on the scale, on, on, like, normal, skinny, and maybe overweight, <laughs> so he's on that side, the plus side, and the stage falling really wasn't his fault, like, he was on, like, an old stage, and it was, like, I don't like when rappers do do this they he brought his whole entourage onto the stage and they broke the stage <laughs> so you know the jokes were flying it was like wow rod way need to lose some weight wow rod way broke the stage and, and somebody somebody said instead of you know how people be like well i hope he's okay somebody was like man i pray that the stage is okay <laughs> so yeah um Rodway being plus size and breaking the stage is, is probably one of the funniest things I've seen in a while. And him just putting it in this track is just funny. Because it's like the little things like that makes you know that he's actually putting his life into the music. And he's not just making it up. But I thought that was pretty funny. Because if you looked at it, Rodway stage falling, like that's, it's just hilarious. And then the jokes were flying like on Twitter when that happened. Like it was literally trending. So it, it was pretty funny. But anyways, that's the last time I'm going to stop the track. As you know... As you can tell, this is my definitely my favorite track on the album. So yeah, we're gonna play it back.
my favorite track off the album if you couldn't tell but that track was just overall overall just amazing to me like the, the three minutes and five seconds like i keep saying he took his time with with each track and it was kind of like like it wasn't something that was forced you know what i mean like with, with the whole okay that was the other track i was gonna play but with the whole over my dead body it, it was something that was a lot of his real life into the track but it wasn't too much like some rappers just go too crazy with the life story but the way that he delivered it was definitely enjoyable for for me <laughs> basically so anyways getting into the rest of the track list and bring that up right quick okay track number 14 so see we already into track number 14 and, and this album to me is already one of my favorites so invisible scar I thought this track was great and of course he came he, he just delivered it pretty well and just the way that the story went and the invisible like the invisible scar type narrative throughout the whole track was, was kind of uh highlighted by his past experiences track number 15 calling i thought that track was great track number 16 sneaky links i know one of my friends really liked this track i think like he posted like like two or three times on his story but um the sneaky links is definitely something that um a lot of younger people can relate to <laughs> and the track was just fire overall and, and and rod wave definitely know what he's doing by putting that track on there so yeah uh track number 17 believe me i thought that track was great track number 18 moving on i i thought that was, was a really good track and then finally track number 19 changing that's the last snippet i'm gonna play uh changing i think was great because it, it ended with him basically giving his little um you know how rappers do the outro when they're rapping about their life and then like i'm gonna see you next time i come back with, with some new heat that's basically how i felt he ended his album with and it was just the icing on the cake as he definitely ended it the way he started which was just fantastic like wordplay and double entendres while also showing that he is actually a vocalist like he, he's more of a singer than i think he is a rapper which is not a bad thing as he can actually sing so i'm gonna get into that right now oh yeah changing by rod wave and here it is right now This don't make you mad or I 
think it's safe to say I finally understand my big brother On why he left his family and why he kept on running That can cause insanity when problems keep on coming Plus we come from out the struggle Nobody gave us nothing but It's a different story for me It seems I got everything that I ever dreamed But I can't find no peace Say he got everything he wanted Cars, clothes, and money But nobody I can trust in Lord, I got a question it's heavy, real. If so, then why you kept us here? Uh, okay, so smiling but dying inside. He dying inside. What if I said I was tired? Would you blame me? Would you blame me? Would you hate me? Safe to say I'm changing. I can feel me changing. Say I'm changing. boy dreams from the notorious mass effect ever wanted to turn your spare change into thousands of dollars well that's where acorns comes in acorns is a micro investing platform that does the saving and investing for you you simply link a credit or debit card and after each purchase acorns will automatically round up the amount you spent to the nearest dollar then it will take that change no matter how small the amount and funnel it into your investment portfolio that's tailor-made for you. There are no deposit or account minimums to maintain, no commission fees, and no penalties when withdrawing funds. Download the Acorns app on your mobile app store to start turning your spare change into generational wealth today. Oh yeah, that was the end of the album. That's how he finished it. I think that that was... It was just he goes into the next verse, but I'm not gonna play the whole track. Like, it would be here forever. But uh, that track was pretty uh, a solid send off to an amazing album, which I think is probably a candidate for album of the year. Which, if the big dogs come, which I'm talking about Drake, J Cole, and Kendrick, it'd be, it'd be hard to put it at number one. But right now, I think it's a strong contender for album of the year. And Rod Wave from top to bottom. He just came with the delivery, the the choruses, the verses. It was just the whole package. So, yeah, that's how I felt about the Rod Wave album. Um, click my link tree. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Rod Wave Soulfly? And do you think it's one of the best albums of 2021? So yeah, now we're gonna move on and getting to Microsoft and Discord. Okay, getting into Microsoft and Discord, this is why Microsoft will forever have no games because they spend most of the time trying to buy a platform for $10 billion that is a voice platform, not a game. Is a voice is a platform that you can talk to your friends like more like you can talk to your friends clearly like it's it's better than the game chat that they have currently. And Discord's always been like that. It's it's bubbling up even from when I heard about it. It, it was a lot of people saying like, "What is Discord?" 
and why do I have to download Discord and it's too much? Why can't we just get in the game chat? Like Discord is one of those that's becoming more acceptable to use from for gamers because it's is clearer, you hear your friends easier, and even if you don't have a mic, you can still use it, which is the biggest plus to it because you can use it from your phone laptop whatever and still communicate to your friends effectively while playing any game you want to so and it's a free service offers voice video and text which a lot of it has also other gaming friend uh, gamer friendly fr features including like the ability to broadcast name of the game they're playing they can stream from it um a lot of people stuck at home during the pandemic using it socialize you can literally watch a whole movie with somebody using discord um don't <laughs> don't ask me i know that but uh it, it's a pretty big platform to say the least has 140 million monthly users and has brought in over 100 million in revenue just from 2020 in the pandemic in the midst of a pandemic like that was insane one of the one of the few thriving businesses when the pandemic hit um, and according to Wall Street Journal, uh, Journal, it has raised a total of about 480 million, according to Crunchbase and other like sites that keep up with that type of numbers. Like, I'm definitely not freestyling these numbers. Um, it's appeal, of course. Like I was just saying, it's anyone can join. It's free service, and you can speak to your friends clearly from anything. You don't need a mic as long as you have a phone laptop something like that you can speak to them in real time while you're playing the game and it's easy to communicate and set it up like it's very user-friendly which some the chat service on microsoft and, and playstation don't ask me why they haven't figured this out to, to try to bat them but obviously they, they're taking the mantra of kd which is if you can't beat them join them <laughs> so yeah um microsoft is trying to acquire discord because for some reason Microsoft not having any games still sits well in their soul so they just spend all their assets towards other platforms like Spotify and uh, Discord so they're trying to acquire it for like 6 to 7.5 billion that's the number being thrown around right now and they want to just integrate Discord into with the Xbox Game Pass which they will probably boost the game subscription to make it more of like a Netflix like subscription for video games because I don't see Microsoft putting this for free in their um, Game Pass as they've been they've been dying to look for a way to, to boost their, their sales and that, that's Discord will probably make them a lot of money which is because it's a very popular platform and I would say it will boost the Game Pass from like 10 for like I if I had to guess I would say it will boost it around $10 like I know Microsoft tried to do the double with they try to say like 120 a monthly uh, no yearly service for xbox gold which they quickly took that back because they knew they was trying to rip off gamers but with this realistically i would say we'll boost it by ten dollars so instead of 59.99 I, I think it will go to 69.99 uh with the inclusion of uh discord so yeah for for gamers themselves like why this is is pretty like important it, it's something that will stop the why do i need to download discord to communicate like it, it will be it's already hugely popular with people who play video games and socialize and the different discords but at the same time people have not completely accepted it but with microsoft buying it it will kind of give it more of a mainstream look 
as they wouldn't have to download the app for their phones even though i still recommend that they will have to that they will be able to just do it from their console which will make it even easier so um discord has a lot of users that, that you can put little groups in discord which i get a lot of my stock advice from discord a lot of people who invest in and do really good like a really good portfolios it, it's kind of like you know the app that everybody kept uh boosting when they went back in the day it was like it, it was the reason why twitter came out with spaces i forget the actual name i think it was like clubhouse or something but um it, it was basically socializing for people who was business minded and just listening to them talk about business and discord is like the same thing it's like reddit but more like non-toxic <laughs> because it's easier to, to navigate where the actual credible information is coming from so yeah, that's why Microsoft wants it. It's a pretty big deal. Um, I would think that they acquire. I would think Microsoft acquiring Discord would be a huge blow to PlayStation. But at the same time, Microsoft still doesn't have any games. So I don't know. Maybe you could hop into Discord and, and talk about the latest Spotify update in, instead of an actual Xbox exclusive, <laughs> because they don't have any games. <laughs> but anyways. That was my little spiel on the Xbox and uh, that was my little spiel on the Microsoft and Discord um, acquisition, well, the, the little partnership that the, that's bubbling up. It hasn't been official yet, but I think it will come up soon as if they're throwing around like numbers like six billion, six to eight billion. Like that's something that Microsoft is not playing around with at all. So I could see them trying to acquire them, but we, we just have to wait and see. I just wanted to update y'all on something that's very popular and, and only going to keep stay on the rise for gamers, and that is Discord, the best way to communicate when playing games. So, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. Uh, click my link here in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Discord? And do you think Microsoft will actually acquire Discord, or will Discord try to stay um, exclusive? Well, not exclusive. Well, my well, Discord just try to stay open to each platform. So yeah, that's all I had to say about that. Now we're gonna switch it up and end with NF Clouds. Okay, getting into NF. This is the rapper that I more gained more of a liking to last year. I think last year he came out with the project called uh what do you call it i really like that album i don't know why i'm blanking on it i thought that album was better than this what we're about to talk about right now but let me pull it up the search was it the search okay perception the search i really like both of those but the search i really like i like i think i had the search on one of my best one of my favorite albums of 2019 so that, that yeah the search is one of those that i thought that was really good and he, he was just really rapping his, his life. And I just like when there's substance in the raps. I don't I don't like rapping that it just feels like it was just a freestyle and just came out of nowhere. And NF kind of delivers on the rapping front as he, he never cusses in his raps, which is something I can relate to. But the whole rapping without cussing could only work if you have great wordplay. And that's something that I think NF just... He, he really passes the bar on, on the on the test you know what i mean like he, he sets the not sets the bar but he's up there as far as lyricists and i actually believe that so um with the getting into his actual latest effort 
in his mixtape he said he said it's a mixtape he, he said clouds and then parentheses i think it says like the mixtape so um whenever somebody puts mixtape i feel like they're trying to lower expectations but for me with nf whenever he push out puts out a project i think it's it's always um because it, it's always he, he's behind the label i believe the type of numbers he does he's definitely behind the label like that's 100 percent. i don't know which one he's behind though i'll have to look that up but okay so he's with nf oh he is he independent there's no way he's it says nf real music so um he may be independent which i don't know about i mean the credits say he's independent but i don't know the credits say it so I guess he may be independent. The type of numbers that he does, you would think that he wasn't independent at all, but somehow he is. Because the numbers he puts up, you would think he's not. And that that that's crazy. That's a testament to his fan base. Cause that's not the numbers he pulls off, you would think he has a big machine behind him. But like I just pointed out, the NF LLC, that, that, that says to me he owns his masters and he's independent. Um with this album, he, he's put out four albums in the past. And he has, he has a total of seven featured artists on like his four albums in the past. So he doesn't like to feature a lot. He's more of a to himself type rapper. But he put Tech Nine on this project, I believe. It was Tech Nine, and then another rapper was on this album. Um, I don't know what this means for NF. I think that he's just stepping out, maybe stepping out of his comfort zone because at the same time this is a mixtape. So, and most of this is just himself. And the only two features on here is Hobson and Tech Nine, which is still a huge addition because usually his his features are just singers to to fill in the chorus. But for this out mixtape, he's calling it mixtape. So for this mixtape, he has Hobson and Tech Nine, which is just insane as he usually doesn't have other rappers rapping along with them. And Tech Nine, you know, he could come with some fastball type expletive. So but for Tech Nine to deliver a PG type verse it, I think really shows the respect he had for NF to change his style to NF's which means like no expletives and no cursing but still giving you bars so, and I really relate to that I like that a lot I like when rappers can do that track number like that's why I like Pooh Shicey this is so out of left field but that's why I like Pooh Shicey's no profanity so much because at the end he said I just ripped this whole beat using no profanity and it was just like I like when rappers show that they don't have to cuss to deliver a great uh track so yeah um track number one from Klaus the mixtape from NF that was released like over the weekend March 26th it starts with the single clouds i thought that track was pretty solid and that's where i end with the whole solid and great take that i have from this mixtape as i thought it's like i was comparing this to his last project even though it said a mixtape i still believe that people who say mixtape just do that to lower expectations and i feel like that's more of a smoke and mirrors type way of saying like don't judge my work because it may not be my best effort. So, anyways, I, I still judged it. Like, I know his potential. So, track number two, that's a joke. Um, I thought that was okay. Track number three, Just Like You. That was solid. Uh, track number four, Story. Um, it, it was okay. The, the way that NF raps, he, he gets into his own unique bag. But 
whenever that bag doesn't really match the production like the beats on here is not up to par in my opinion so he's really carrying these Nas like so the way that he raps over these beats it's like he put the beat on his back and said I'm gonna carry you but I think with this project he just wasn't able to carry it at all like he he, he caught an injury trying to carry the, the production on this mixtape <laughs> but uh and then, then the next track just just uh exemplifies that is that the right word i like to throw out words and not even know the meaning because sometimes people look them up and say like yeah that's that's the right way to uh say that use that word but some people be like no why do you even use that word that means this and then they send me like the actual definition i'm just like i didn't even know it was that serious at all like i thought i was just talking <laughs> anyways my favorite track is track number five prideful i actually think this is his best track off of this mixtape and it was just because of the way that he came on the track it was very different and not in a way that wasn't out of his realm but just in a way that i think that he could pr produce with each track and it kind of made me not like the mixtape even more because it was like he could have came like this on every track but the way that he only did it with this one in my opinion it, it was just it, it just showed his his potential and and what he did on his last album so i'm gonna play the only snippet i'm gonna play this is the only snippet i'm playing from the mixtape because i didn't really care for this mixtape too much as i know what he could do with uh with uh projects but with this one, I feel like that this was the only track that I felt like was was good enough to actually play a snippet of. And yeah, you take of that what you will. But here's my favorite track off the mixtape called Prideful by NF. I work my hardest when I'm at my lowest Even unhappy people can have happy moments Even small circles fall when the people you chose are Looking at you like you arm that money you're grossing Brief seconds had impacted my life on a huge scale Weigh I'm like what's wrong and what's right Predictions I predicted often arrive Like they own a the place and suffocate the areas that I thrive Had some disagreements Business model got some cracks, that's your biggest weakness Way before I got involved, you knew that ship was sinking So telling me to dive in water, you won't dip your feet in Tends to make me question you for lots of reasons Keep twisting my words, you got some courage, I applaud you Tables they turn, but was it worth what it cost you? Watch and observe, lot of concerns in my heart still Angry and hurt, got what you earned, being prideful Prideful nah. Prideful Taking what you need, then blame it on me, man, that's all Prideful, hey, prideful Calling me conceited, oh, that's how you see it, well, that's all That's all, shameful Guess that's what I get for being faithful Oh, you think I'm soulless cause the banks fall Yeah, oh, you think I'm heartless cause I'm made dull Yeah, that's all didn't know what you was doing on the down low Yeah, still you out here acting like it's my fault Yeah, I ain't never said I was an angel, no I know myself and nothing know what I need Showed you true colors, I don't like what I see Story keeps changing, I know what that means Know what that means, I know what that means How'd you go from being that somebody I believed Into being someone that would me behind the scenes Can't forgive it, sorry that I ain't never received I mean, least you could've done was gave me an apology 
so prideful. Yeah. Prideful. But yeah, I thought that was the best effort on the mixtape. And I thought that just stood out way more than any other tracks on this mixtape. So um that was pretty disappointing to me as the track the feature from tech nine i thought was pretty solid i actually like that track i'm, I'm jumping around this mixtape but prideful it was just like it hit that pocket it was just like yeah this is what i want from nf not that other stuff where he's just rapping over beats that feel like should be placed in every horror movie ever made but the prideful is something that i feel like it's it's not a pop effort but it, it's something that shows his range and shows what he can actually do and shows that he can step into that field of rapping but still making a solid track so yeah track number six moving on to track number six lost featuring hobson i thought that was good but I, I don't think it was like you have hobson on the track like i think it should be better than what they came up with track number seven layers i thought that was okay track number eight drifting mediocre at best track number nine trust i re i like that track um i thought this was tra i thought this track was good not great i would say this is second behind prideful i really like the tech nine and nf um dynamic on this track and felt like this that this was the best chemistry that they had. i think he had more chemistry with tech nine that he had with hop then then he had with hobson uh track <clears throat> track number 10 paid my dues i like this outro and I feel like rappers who actually can rap always, it, it's hard to mess up on the outro. So for NF, I think that's just, it just shows off any even more as I really like paid my dues. And I feel like that was a nice send off to the mixtape. Overall, and then track number 11 is just clouds and then edit. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like, I don't know what that means at all. Um, <laughs> track number, uh, yeah, track number 10 though, pay my dues is my, what I think is the outro. So. I think he came, uh, went off on a pretty high note, and since he put uh, in parentheses the mixtape, I would hope that these aren't like not necessarily the throwaways, but hopefully like this is something that's not really included in what he thinks is his best work. Like I feel like hopefully he comes back later this year with an actual project because to me this ain't it. Like it's not it. <laughs> like yeah so and it's hard for me to say that because a lot of people don't really give enough a chance and I, i'm one of those that i feel like i do even being introduced to him so later like in, in my past life so it, it was just like the mixtape's not a letdown but at the same time i know he could do better and prideful it just showed that so much to me as like prideful is, is one of my favorite uh tracks off of this mixtape and i feel like he could have came like that a lot more but chose not to for some reason but yeah, so that was my review of the NF Clouds, the mixtape. Uh, click my link in my bio and let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of NF Clouds and what is your favorite track off of that, off of the mixtape, quote unquote? So yeah, getting into the overview of the pod, we started off with Young Dolph and Key Glock, Dumb and Dumber 2. The album title should kind of tell you what the substance level is on the whole project. And that's what I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Rod Wave, uh, then we got into Rod Wave, Soulfly, and that's just a complete opposite of what I thought the Dumb and Dumber project uh, was. I thought this was filled with substance. I thought this was filled with quality, definitely filled with vocal range, and Rod Wave showed why he's here to stay, as I think he delivered one of the best albums of the year. 
Then we got into Microsoft and Discord. Microsoft, once again, has no games, but still spending money on things on every they're spending money on everything besides getting some exclusive games which i know they acquired bethesda or something like that but we still haven't got any games from that so until they put out a game from bethesda they still have no games and them buying discord just proves that point even more so then we ended with nf clouds nf i think is one of the not greatest lyricists but i think he's up there as far as the the echelon of rappers and I, I think he could actually get in that top range if he starts collabing with different producers because the beats that he's choosing for uh, the, the beats that he chose for clouds I think was subpar so yeah that's about it for episode 43 thanks for tuning in to the notorious mass effect podcast and don't be afraid to send me a voice message letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode Click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, click my Cash App link located towards the top of, top of my link tree as it as it helps the show overall. And since you stay since you stay till the end, I have a little secret that I gotta say for people who actually stay till the end. So I have a I usually don't disclose. Hopefully that's the right word. I don't know. Anyways, you know I'll be throwing words out. Um, I have another, I have, I have another sponsorship that's coming up pretty soon because this one, this one is ending at the end of this month. So, well, not the end of this month. I think the way I can, so it ends, but I'm not gonna start my next sponsorship until the next episode comes. But it's a nice little surprise just for those who stay to the end. So it'll be uh. For those who stay to the end, y'all will know first, but I have a certain, uh, I have a certain sponsor that a lot of people use to deliver food. That's all I'm going to say. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I'm just, I'm happy that this show is still going like to do a thousand every other week. It's not as easy as some people think. Because even though this podcast isn't the biggest, it's still doing numbers, quote unquote, and people are still tuning in each and every week. So I, and that's just a testament to y'all and how y'all help me affect the masses. So yeah, I'm just letting y'all know about that. Y'all could probably figure out about the hint I gave y'all about the sponsor, but just know it's coming up soon. Episode 44 is going to be a special one. Um... What was that on my outro? I don't even know. I'm just going to repeat the financial report, the financial uh, part. If you want to financially support the show, click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link, top of my link tree as it helps the show overall. Make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect. It's your boy Dreams from the Notorious Mass Effect. Ever wanted to turn your spare change into thousands of dollars? Well, that's where Acorns comes in. Acorns is a micro-investing platform that does the saving and investing for you. You simply link a credit or debit card, and after each purchase, Acorns will automatically round up the amount you spent to the nearest dollar. Then, it will take that change, no matter how small the amount, and funnel it into your investment portfolio that's tailor-made for you. 
There are no deposit or account minimums to maintain, no commission fees, and no penalties when withdrawing funds. Download the Acorns app on your mobile app store to start turning your spare change into generational wealth today.